You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's R&B Divas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's R&B Divas After Show. That new mix. <laughs> Late night love song. No, no. <laughs> you never heard that before. We're listening to um, that's a new single by Mila. Mila Williams called "Give It to You" featuring her uh, fiance, baby daddy, music soul child. What do you guys think? Right? I, I don't know. Yeah, but you like fiance? I'm like. Uh. At one point, I think they were engaged, but now she just refers yeah. to them as you know they have a kid together. My so what do you guys think? <laughs> what do you guys think about the the, the new single? Give it to uh, well, at least all the divas are coming out with new music. Kiki has something slowly out, but surely. so they're slowly oh, but surely. So you know that w- that was Mila's mm-hmm. new song. But anyway, we want to thank you guys for tuning in here to After Buzz TV. For RB Divas, Atlanta Season 3, Episode 4. I'm your host, Bam Erickson, and please introduce yourself. I'm Alfred Nolan Thomas II. And I'm Larice Peoples. <laughs> okay, so what did you guys think about last night's episode? Uh, a lot going on. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on now. Everybody has their own story, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Which is better than And they're trying to intermingle some of the stories together with the relationships. So mm-hmm. I think overall, last night was definitely probably one of the better episodes this season thus far. Wait, wait. We were playing slow music in the beginning, but why is you still got that? Can you bring it up? Stop talking like that. There ain't no chicks in here. I want to let everybody know I did. It's Marissa. Hey, girl. It's this sexy voice on the mic. Hey, girl. All right, let's get it. Okay, so. Monifa, she went with the surgery for liposuction. What are your thoughts? I thought this is an amazing way to get people back in the gym. I was <laughs> like, man, just seeing that whole process, seeing what she went through. One, first off, if you are going to take um, this route in changing your life or doing things to your body, it's not really changing your life, but doing things to your body, the best thing that I think the show represented, and definitely Monifa, was the fact that if you are going to do something um, surgery, surgical, then you should study what you're doing. I mean, you could see that she was well-researched, and she had her support system, and they talked about it. There was the proper steps if you are going to decide to go that route. There's a right and a wrong way to even do that, and I would at least give her kudos for doing that. Although I didn't necessarily agree with it, and after seeing that pain and seeing her scream the Lord's name out, even though she had all that sedative, I was what like... What the Lord have to do with all... That pain? That was like a, a modern-day whooping. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, I mean, did you not see the way they was, like, stabbing her? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Word. It looks real I, bad. I get that they were stabbing her, but <laughs> I just don't think the Lord has... You made that decision but to do... 
you know, it's the thing about people feel like when they call him the Lord, it's always like, Lord, help me, help me, please. <laughs> and it just feel like automatically it's going to like, yeah, the only person name I can't be like, oh, like Therese, oh, like Maniva, oh, Man. right. You have to feel like the one name that everybody can call in unison and nobody can say anything about it or feel any different about it is the Lord name. Why? She called it out because she knew what she was getting into. She could have been, I would have been like, oh, milk, oh, like, Snickers, oh, Kit Kats. <laughs> something different. You said milk, Snickers, or Kit Kat. Well, she had the surgery. It was successful. And uh, she, she's leaking. Yeah, she's leaking. And uh, we didn't see her again until the concert, which we'll, which, which we'll discuss. But I'm assuming some time had, you know, had uh, passed since then. And she was supposed to, I think, is it you rest for two weeks or not sit or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. My thing is this right here about surgery, especially a surgery like that. Um, one thing people have to realize about surgery when you have liposuction or when you have, when, when the type of surgery she have, you have to kind of treat, treat yourself as if it's like something traumatic because one, you want to kind of make sure you're changing eating habit. You want to start working out because people don't realize you take fat from one area of your body, it's only going to basically displace in another another area of your body. So even though she took it out of her stomach, again, she continued her same eating habits and not exercising. She can get fat. She can get fatter in the face. She can get fat on her back. She can get fat on her leg. Cause, cause all it does, all it does, detaches the fat from the muscle. But again, it's fat. Fat going to basically like regrow itself like any other. It's like a fungus. It's going to regrow itself and displace other parts of the body. When I saw her at the concert or the the charity event for uh, Mila. I didn't, are you supposed to? Is there supposed to be a difference? Do you are, do you see an immediate change when someone does liposuction? The thing about liposuction also, you have to look at it. Your skin is looser, so you again you have to go work out. You know because liposuction is pretty much like oh I'm taking the fat away. Mm. Unless you basically have like a plastic surgeon who's going to basically cut your skin away to help basically tighten up the rest of your body. If you don't, you still have that loose skin upon your body. You're just basically taking like, oh I just kind of took fat out of my arm, but my mm. arm still the same size. So, that, again, that's one of those things, like I said, is that if you're going to basically do liposuction or, or go to surgery or whatever medical surgery to help you lose weight, you also have to go to the gym, work out, change your eating habit, and be more consistent and more healthy about your life. It just don't happen like, oh, I have the procedure, and then everything's I'm going to look good. No, it's like it's still a process, and that's why I encourage people who, who think about having liposuction or any type of medical surgery to be smaller or to lose weight. Go to the gym. Spend that time because eventually you're still going to have to go to the gym and work out right. and do the same routine. But you just spent $10,000 on a surgery where you could have spent 5000 on a training for two or three months and eat and eat healthy for two or three months and get the same results. But you look better. Yeah. Sometimes it is just eating better and changing your yeah. lifestyle rather than thinking you got to commit yourself to like a program right away. Well, I saw her uh, last week. Or the week uh, the week before when she did the uh, the real life topics for on Wendy Williams, I didn't see a major change. I'm just saying. So anyway, Kiki mm-hmm. and Lorna uh, do family therapy. So what do you guys think about that? So uh, Kiki brought her mom. They uh, they talked to the uh, they talked to the doctor, and Kiki uh, expressed to the doctor that there's not a day that goes by where. She could be doing just the littlest things where she's sewing something and the needle breaks and then she just breaks out and she just starts going ballistic and she starts cursing. Kiki doesn't like it and feels that it puts an effect on, you know, on the family and 
her response was that she feels that Kiki is the sole provider of the house and that she should not have to do anything and she doesn't want her to live her life focusing on her kids, which to me was two sole, which for me was two separate issues. Yeah. Mm. But I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I think overall, I just think her mom has a lot of anger and hatred built up in herself. So something as simple as, oh, the needle pop and you go like lose your mind and cursing and ranting and raving. That means you have a lot of internal mental hurt and pain amongst yourself that you really at least need to talk to somebody about. And at first of all, you have to acknowledge that you have this issue. And again, I think we kind of touched on this last week. Well, you really have to acknowledge your issues and accept your issues first before you be able to change them. And I think what is what it is with her mom, she really don't see that she has a problem. And going to this therapy, yes, it may help. But, again, she has to acknowledge and accept her problems in order to move past her problems. And the whole issue like, oh, Kiki is a provider. She shouldn't have to do nothing for her family. She's a mom. No matter how much she's a provider, she's still going to be a, a, a mom. She's still going to be a woman. And she's still going to be a person like, I need to take care of my house in a certain way. Even though my mom is here, but still, yet, yeah, mom, you're supposed to be a helpmate, not stress me out more so than, like, okay, you're here to help me, not to stress me out. I thought it was good. I thought, I mean, definitely it seemed like <clears throat> it was one of those things where we should go do this. Oh, as soon as they got through the door, it's like, oh, this is going so great. We do it so much better. I think it was like a little, um, little not real in the sense of they were only there an hour. Uh, they ended up uh, alluding to, which means that I, I think that they think it's a good idea. And you know how you get that. Oh, I just, you know, I just did a hike. I feel great about myself today. Mm-hmm. But you know the real process of working out and making yourself better is like I'm training now, I'm sore, and I'm really going through the body pains. Yeah. I think that, I, and I mean with that particular uh, therapist, I didn't hear anything that made me feel like she was really touching on anything. So I'm hoping to see progression, and they definitely need to put more time, which is weird because when it comes to like those, we go to therapists, that's not like, easy uh to uh, pay for type deal i mean you with kiki so it may be straight for them but for those people who do need therapy i think that's something you gotta go way into your life and uh luckily they have that ability but they're they gonna need more time than just an hour well one thing that i'll, that I'll say about kiki because <clears throat> on one side kiki doesn't have room to talk because she curses and she says mm-hmm. all kind of things in front of her kids so it's you know she doesn't really have the right in in, in a sense but then on the other side uh, she does acknowledge her issue. I mean, if you look at Kiki from season one, yes, she may have flipped out with that whole thing with with Monifa, but the fact that she's recognizing that them as a family, as a whole, need to have family therapy says a whole lot. So mm-hmm. for that, yeah, good for them. Again, it's, like I said, it's just one of those issues where people have to recognize their issue and be being able to accept it. And like, Kiki, and like you know, Kiki says she's like, yeah, I know that you know she knows that she has problems. You know, but again, it's just like, how do you deal with those problems? And like, her problems probably more now because her mom's in the house and her mom's have these issues. Her mom's negative, so what ends up happening when you have a negative person in your house? It affects you. It's like a chain reaction to where is that it affects you, it affects your, it affects your mood, it affects your kids, it affects everything around you. So I think like if her mom is willing to really accept it and go to therapy. Maybe like once a week, twice a week, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. I think Kiki move might actually change, and she won't be as aggressive in the house and cursing in the house, and you know, just being cuckoo the way she is. Yeah, but I do like the steps that they're taking, and I also think that they need to take the whole the, family. The whole family needs yep. to do family therapy together, and then they need to do it separately. Mm-hmm. I'm no, I'm no doctor, but that's just my opinion about that. Uh, speaking of 
Speaking of mother daughter, let's talk about Angie and Diamond. Interesting. Mm. I think she's trying to pull stuff. <laughs> like she, uh, Angie's one of them women who I think she gets off on like masterminding things. Mm-hmm. I think uh, bringing her daughter in on the meeting right. was yeah. an interesting situation. Mm-hmm. I think even her way of going about working with her daughter on music is is interesting, how she likes to place herself in these positions, which, I mean, granted, she's Angie Stone, so I don't want to take credit, discredit that, but at the same time, it's just... It's just weird when you see somebody trying to be in there rather than it just naturally being there. I mean, but you got to look at it. It's the music industry, and a lot of times that's what happens because you have to look at a lot of, you know, writers and producers and managers who have children who come up behind them, and they try to place them into certain situations. Like, you should go to the studio and try to do a track with this person. And a lot of times it, it do not work out because, mm-hmm. again, they don't have the talent or, you know, they, they, they lose the interest because it's being forced. It's mm-hmm. not only in the music industry. It's like if you have your own company and you want your your descendants to basically to run your company and stuff, and it's like, no, I don't want to run a company. I'd rather be a, a chef or I'd rather be an artist. I'd rather be something else than run your company. And, like, you're forcing them into doing this, and, you're like, you're trying to manipulate everything around around them to make sure that they go in a direction that you want them to go into instead of, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this free willingly. If, I, if I'm successful at it, I'll be successful at it. But, you know, with Angie, she's like, I'm going to make sure my daughter be a diva. She's a little <laughs> diva in training. I'm going to make sure I put her in, in certain situations that people know that she has talent. And it's like, in the end, it can possibly backfire in it because I think even when she plays in those situations, Angie's still going to have a say-so about everything she does. Mm-hmm. And I think she's going to basically, like, Dom's going to get fed up with it, and it's going to be like a, a situation between them. I do want to back up because last week's episode, it ended with Kiki walking out because the uh, because Diamond, you know, just appeared in a business meeting. Mm-hmm. And so Kiki walks out, and it was more like it was she walked out, but the TV one did a great job at making it seem like all hell was about to break loose when, in fact, Kiki just walked over and just started playing drums to kind of lighten up the mood. So basically, the meeting was canceled, and they just started having fun, and 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 something great happened out of it. But Angie Stone was still out of pocket, and I'm wondering if someone's going to call Angie out on it. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it, that's, I mean, it's like she's trying to be helpful. So I think her heart's always in the right place, which gives it this weird kind of, I feel bad because she's really is trying to, you know, she has the right mindset of wanting the girls to come together. She has the right mindset of thinking that, you know, her daughter is in a good line to be exposed to the girls mm-hmm. and it won't hurt anything. I mean, they haven't really focused, haven't been able to focus on anything as of yet, but in the sense, you could tell how she's trying to put her perspective in on what's going on. I just think it's just it's just helpful but hurtful at the same time. I think I think Angie I think Angie was very smart and strategic of how she came into R&B Divas mm-hmm. because you know some of the other girls have come in and 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 in a not so positive light. I think Angie strategically said, "I'm going to go into this reality show." I'm going to, mother you know, I'm going to come in as, you know, this this head mother who's always offering advice. I'm going to, you know, be helpful and do certain things. And she's and, and the and the persona that she's that she's giving is working for her. And I think she did the same thing to her daughter where it was like, OK, this is a platform. OK, now my daughter is trying to, you know, do the whole singing thing. I'm going to find a way to bring her on so that now she can get the same exposure. But So I, I get what she's doing. It's just, for me, the way that she's going about doing it, 
It's sneaky and conniving. And boring. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, like totally. she, You know, she's just like, oh, let me try to do this. It's, 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 again, it's just like her way of like, let me just kind of wither my way in here. And, and again, to her, it's like she's building a relationship with her daughter by utilizing, oh, if I put you here, it's going to make us have a better relationship. I want to see a moment of her and Diamond actually going out, spending time, mother, daughter, mm-hmm. not just in the studio, but like really genuine spending time with each other. And I think that shows a better relationship for a mother, daughter, even with any family member. Let's go out. Let's do something. Take me out of the normal setting mm-hmm. because then it's just like you're just doing it because, okay, I know... I do this, but I'm just going to bring you along. And another problem that kind of annoyed me with uh, with Angie is when she said, okay, I've been asked to sing the hook. Hmm, really, Angie? Were you really asked to sing the hook? But okay. But she sure said she got, she got the guy to deal. And, that, and that's why, you know, she was asked to sing the hook. And I'm just like, okay, like you said, it's like, all right, you, you can sing, Angie, but. But then again, you know, Angie always can pull a young man, so. I mean, you can say Angie's sound. So. Then once she told Diamond that she's going to give her the hook to sing, <laughs> Angie had to tell her, okay, well, this is how this is how I'm thinking of singing. And then Angie had to give her take first. Like, you know, your daughter could sing. Uh, she has she obviously has your um, she's got the talent from you. So the the artist had already given his take on the song. Yeah. So why why didn't Angie just let the girl do what she felt rather than try to emulate what she's doing but then put her spin on it. I For think, me, that was just like, Angie, do you have to be in control of every damn thing? Really? Yes, but I think it's, it's because it's the difference between a producer who works with an artist compared to an artist working with an artist. I think Angie doesn't break down or step aside from herself and the vision of what she's accomplished or how she wants things to go to be in the directing position to help facilitate or you know just sit there and work with what diamonds got rather than it being like look at how i would do it and do your version of me i mean but again it's just one of those things that they're they would end up butting heads mm-hmm. because again like angie want to do things her way but she want to kind of okay diamond you can be original but think about your mother you know, that type of situation. And she's going to constantly critique her on the stuff that she does, her mm-hmm. music. Even, like, when it was in the studio last week, what did she do? She critiqued her on everything, like, I would have did it like this. And it's going, again, it's one of those situations where it's going to backfire in her face. Her and Diamond going to fall out. And What do you guys think about the song? <laughs> All right, well. That says it. Uh, speaking of speaking of just music and things that you can watch on uh, watch on online, it reminds me of YouTube. So you guys make sure that you guys go to our YouTube page on AfterBuzz TV, and mm-hmm. you guys can watch all the great shows that we have. You can rate, you can leave comments, you can share. So be sure you go to YouTube. Make sure that you go to YouTube. Uh, YouTube. Dude, I'm YouTube. sorry. Make sure that you guys. Go to YouTube, Tongue and twisting. then also don't forget that we have iTunes, where you can also go to um, our After our AfterBuzz TV page, and you guys could um, you know download. You guys can rate, subscribe, uh, tell a friend. So don't forget iTunes and YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Right. Tongue twister. I know <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> okay, wait though. We we should say something in reference to the song. I thought out of all the music, I think like I don't understand why there isn't some kind of. Um, Standard, I want to say. Uh, I think for who? Why? Well, I think just in general. I thought that particular song wasn't a good representation of of of, of what has been on the show before. So I don't want to bash it, but you could tell it was like a novice kind of working on it beat 
I mean, but you, it, it's just like one of those things. Here's a new artist. He has a new manager, new producer. Okay, Diamond, I'm going to do a favor for you. I'm going to let you sing on this right here instead of me because, again, Angie don't want to kind of discredit her name <clears throat> on something mm-hmm. that, you know, it's like, oh, well, this song is not that great or for whatever it is. I should have worked on it a little bit more and then put it on the show. I don't I don't yeah. think it should have been that. It's, it seemed like they just, just, just started it. doing it, and that probably would made it seem like, oh, compared to when usually they have something going on in the studio. It's something that's been worked on. It's something that's, like, developed and probably something that you can hear, which is why you want to put your music on the show. Because even Mm -hmm. with the artist himself, when he was kind of rapping, he was just kind of like, yeah, you know. And that content? What? Yeah. (laughs) For all the stuff that she was saying to her daughter about cussing and stuff, I'm like, do you really hear what y'all singing about right now? Yeah. Right now? Like, right now? Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's that... I'd have to hear I'd have to hear him as the artist more because what I heard it didn't seem like that way. If that's all, if that's if that's all what the artist has to offer, then but I think isn't he a producer? Or he he's an artist too. I thought he was the artist. I he was the artist. artist. And so if that was the full one hundred percent artist, then I'm not interested. Episode five. Stay tuned. Hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> new artist, new music. Yeah. Diamond singing hook. <laughs> Uh, let's go into uh, let's go into Mila and Latavia. So, they they uh, went to Tasha Smith's acting class to do this workshop. And Tasha Smith is a very popular actress. Uh, she's she's um, she's very popular with the Tyler Perry movies. Mm-hmm. She was in Why Did I Get Married uh, one and two. She was in ATL as the mm-hmm. Mama. Uh, um, Wonderful, beautiful the twins. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. there was another time. Oh, Daddy's Little Girl. Yeah, She yeah. was in that movie as well. But um, here in L.A., majority of us know her as an acting coach. And so apparently she has an acting uh, a school out in Atlanta as well. Mm-hmm. And so Latavia and Mila thought that it would be a good idea to, you know, go to the acting class to just work on themselves. What did you guys think about that? I think it's real amazing how when people go to acting class they, that they can really transition into, like, you know, being from a normal being to being almost like a puppet in a sense, you know, because they kind of, when she's like, think about something that hurts you and like all of a sudden, like... <laughs> I think it was, she called it, she called it taking a dump. And yeah. what they do yeah. is, is they think about their most critical time from the ages of 5 to 18 and then they are to talk to themselves and tell them that it's okay. Uh, okay, so this is how I felt. <clears throat> I thought for looking at the show, uh, I've, I've gr- uh, grew up doing musical theater, so I've been exposed to a lot of theater. I have a degree in theater, a minor in journalism, so I, I've taken a lot of theater classes, <clears throat> and I've had my fair share of uh, successes out here in in Hollywood or whatnot. <clears throat> Talk about my credentials. <laughs> but not to put it, but this is why I felt a certain way about the the actor situation because for me, I don't think that's what Latavia necessarily needed as far as what she was trying to accomplish with her being a better singer or having some kind of stage presence. And I mean, not to say that it wasn't helpful because in the long run as a a artist, it is, you need those moments. You need to touch those boundaries of yourself. You need to push past that stuff. But in the sense of getting ready for a show, I didn't really see that being as beneficial if she was with some kind of uh, Aretha Franklin or something takes taking some real like situations I, I thought it 
put more baggage for her to have to deal with before she goes on and do, yeah. does the performance. I mean, I, I, I was I, like, I thought it was it was cool, but I mean, I don't think you necessarily have to dive into that world in order to become a better person. And I, that's what I had a problem with. I mean, I definitely agree with you too because you got to kind of look at it. Kind of touch a soft spot in her in her life, but again. It says a music show. Exactly. That's not music, like, but it's like they're dealing with these deep issues. I'm like, exactly. can we get to what R&B divas, well, I'm going to say, that's my own ideology of what I think the show should be about. So I try to step that aside and just take it for what it is. But I don't see enough industry, R&B divaness, R&B music shows. There's so much other stuff being dove into that I'm getting. I think the real issue is like with Latavia, okay, is, it should definitely be a point to where she starts to feel more comfortable singing by actually practicing singing. Mm-hmm. If it was like a session where her and you know a couple of girls, okay, cool, let's hit, let's, let's just let's just run some notes, let's just sing a little bit to kind of get her more in that comfort com- comfort zone instead of like, oh, let's just take a double. Let's go ahead and dump. This, <laughs> this my problem with this whole scene was and Tasha wasn't there. No, Tasha wasn't there. The other, um, I guess, assistant or one of the coaches, her name was Rotunda. My problem with them attending this acting workshop, I'm only speaking for myself. Mm. I, Bam Erickson, have never gone to an acting workshop where I've had to go into a therapy session. Because for me, that's what it felt like, a therapy session. When I've gone to acting classes, you do, you do you do improv type things you do um you you study scenes how to break things down what we saw was her trying to uh rotunda being a therapist that should have been kiki and lauren in there yeah i felt (laughs) right i felt that i felt that this was concocted by tv one man just to see stuff because i I guess like really i I don't mean to cut you off Mm -hmm. i've i've heard couple you know friends from experience they've t- taken acting class like this where it really kind of brings out like that inner side of them where the the teacher want them to cry to feel different emotion to be so that they can basically um do different scenes and stuff so i've heard of it actually happen for people who really trying to be actors but for somebody who, who's a singer and you're taking a class like this i just think it was a waste of time i, I totally think it was to a waste of time a yeah mila's uh, issue was you know her growing up as a child, you know, being being dark, uh, being dark skin, and she thought that she wasn't pretty. Uh, that was her issue. And then Latavia's issue was the whole thing. At at nine years old, she told her mom that she was molested, yeah, and that and that her mom didn't believe it. And then it went on, and five years went by. So they both had very very serious issues. Yeah. But their problems for the acting workshop. I thought that it was going to be a class. They've done yeah. Ta- Tasha Smith was on America's Next Top Model some seasons ago where she had them all doing all kind of like, you know, improv and some other type mm-hmm. things to kind of get them to emote different personalities for when they're posing for the camera. It's the same thing as singers. You are in essence uh, a character when you see michael jackson you know he had the well, i can't do michael's voice but you know how he had the nice soft voice and he was very nice and monotone but when he gets on stage he's a beast or yeah. he was a beast mm. so i i was i was expecting that i i just you know disappointing yeah very um and so and then latavia goes and she meets with her mom but wait oh, and bro. then after she took it through all that oh yeah yeah she tried to make a sing yeah i said what I was like, how, I don't get how you thought that was going to make sense. Although, like I said, if this is a long journey (laughs) Mm -hmm. and we are just, you know, she's in the class and there's, you, like you said, you go through 
good emotions as well as bad emotions. Life takes you through all kinds of circles. So I don't knock the exercise, but the timing of the exercise and the and what they wanted their goal to be as far as helping her go into the direction of being a strong, you know, diva and performer. I think that was like mad baggage in this show. You saw her shell up. And, and she was like, you want me to sing right now? I thought it's finished crying. Like, you can't sing. So, I mean, could you have, after dealing with whatever issue that you potentially had and then like, all right, Black, I need you to sing. I mean, if I wasn't Latavia, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, this, but that's, she's not, and, and, and I'm, uh, again, when we had the whole thing of why she on the show, but I get why she's on the show because of the history of her girl group and her, she's pretty and stuff like that. But at the same time, she doesn't have the mentality of a diva. Mm-hmm. There's a mentality of a performer. There's an essence. There's a, 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 a sense of readiness that should mm-hmm. be there just naturally. If you, diva if it's not, then there's other jobs within the entertainment industry that you could do. She should be like somebody's manager. Probably be better for her than being an actual songstress. Can we go back to the whole diva and training? I meant to say this about Andy Stone. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> this whole diva thing is really wearing on my nerves because, you know, the original definition of a diva is an opera singer. Then it became this whole thing where they they became Attitude. these attitudes and these bitches. Yeah. And now they're trying to take it back and you know, we're R and B divas, we're singers. You have to, you can't be a diva in training. You have to you have to build up your, your your resume. You have to have albums and singles and other things and you have to build. You can't make somebody a diva in training. You have to make them a, a an artist in training before you can make a diva. And I just I agree. Mother Stone. Please. I agree. I'm not even gonna say anything. Uh, this is what I'm gonna say about Latavia. That whole session that she had with the acting class, she should have just went to therapy. Mm-hmm. She should have went with Kiki and her mom. Just talk it out. Yeah. Okay, so then Latavia goes... Oh. But the therapist was, was, was had the personality of what should have been in the acting class. Yeah. The acting class should have been... So they should have switched <laughs> that too. So then it would have been right. They would have been able to get the real issues out. And then they would have been able to have a great time to, to build her confidence. I think what Latavia needs is more positive reinforcement and mm-hmm. not necessarily deal with her. She doesn't come with baggage to, that needs yeah. to be dealt with. Yeah. Although that, that's, that's there and that's real life and I don't want to take away from how important it was and good that she was able to sit down with her mom, talk about it and the way they reacted. Because I mean, no one's perfect and if they're in your family something goes down, it can be so crazy that they may not believe it. Mm-hmm. It's like saying there's aliens in the house all of a sudden and then if it's really true it may take somebody some time to deal with that, and that's a human nature uh, situation. She was she wasn't against her daughter. She it wasn't like she didn't eventually believe. But you, it was good to see Latavia understand her mother's perspective and become a stronger person instead of being a victim mm-hmm. and, and unknowing. It, I felt a strong sense of empowerment, which again was just something she had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Now. Is probably make her a happier person, but I don't think it's going to make her any confident of a singer. My yeah. thing is, why it took for her all these years to feel like, you know what, I need to address this issue. You know, the, I've, I've, the, the issue could have been addressed. But for the sake of TV and her backstory, you know, that's something that could have been rehashed. And I thought about that, too, because that scene... And the actor class was a setup. The, scene, like, was with, the scene with Latavia and her mom... It was so slow, and how Latavia was speaking, um, it—I don't know—it kind of, it kind of, 
saying. It kind of, it kind of dragged on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, sometimes things happen in people's families and it goes on for years and secrets. And, I mean, sometimes that's just the way that it happens. So I mean, it's, it's very possible that she could have waited. Yeah, my thing to every situation is that even though when things happen to you, tragic, you have to kind of sort of accept it. You never forget it, but you have to kind of forgive yourself in the situation mm-hmm. of it in order to move move on. And that's yeah. the thing that even talking to her mom, she still had to forgive herself because, again, she had no control of it. She really couldn't do it. She did what she could possibly do mm-hmm. as, a, as a child growing up, even though her mother did not believe her. But she had to kind of forgive her mom, forgive herself, and, like, put it past her and move on in life. Uh, agree. Um, and so, <laughs> and so the last thing that we're gonna discuss is so Mila had this big performance that she was asked to do. Big? I don't even call that big performance. It I was mean, a performance. You know, it was. It was. Charity. First of all, let's talk about her and the choreographer. Why is that? Well, I was. I was I, well, <laughs> for her to have a choreographer. She didn't do one lick of dancing. Well, let me just. Okay, <laughs> why so, do you always got the same dance though? Yeah. I don't look to the side and let's move and let's move. <laughs> Well, like, seriously, I'm like, come on, let's get some better choreography. I know you're, you're a solo artist. to be doing that. I was, she was just like, let's move. <laughs> With the one hand, like, all right, I got this. I'm about to whip it. <laughs> come on. Well. I'm just saying. Mila, Mila and her friend Tiffany Murphy, they were, they were talking and she asked if she would, uh, if she would perform for this thing that they were having for first annual toy drive. So. She goes and she, Mila agrees that she's going to do it. Then Mila now is, at a shopping mall with her assistant Eddie and the um, and her stylist or someone Rico. That was interesting. Now, <laughs> Rico was a diva. Yeah, <laughs> Rico Mila, was a diva. Yeah. Mika, uh, uh, Mila's interesting because when she's around her real friends, she's totally different than what she is when she's with the divas. Yes, she's very cocky. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. She's very cocky. She seemed like she's ready to just be the next big thing. Yeah. But um, it's in a... I, I'm glad you brought it up because it. she slightly has a weird tinge on it to where... I mean, I like a confident chick. I like a feisty chick. And nothing's wrong with that. But at the same time, you know when someone's just a little bit too much and then all of a sudden you realize you, you couldn't deal with their personality long, long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she's she's starting to come off like she has that in her. Which then she has the sweet moment, so I think that that makes me deal with it a little bit more. But every now and then, this, this little monster pops I just up, think and I'm like, she, she's just, yeah, she's, she's, she's arrogant. She's yeah. an arrogant yeah. person, and she really feels. And I think she really feels like people owe her. Yeah, that type of. I mindset. think that's why she took that um, backup uh, singing thing the way she did for uh, Macy Gray. Yeah, I think she was really like salty about it. I mean, but, but of course, pay the bills. Just imagine, just imagine if you were in a group. You were popular, you had hits, and then after the group breaks up, then you have to go and sing backup for somebody. I mean, well, I that mean, does that does kind of hit you kind of hard a little bit. Yeah, I understand embarrassment, and it takes humility to, under, to deal with that, but when it's like, oh, I'm better than this, and, you know, they ain't really fucking with me, that's what that's what I hear in her heart. And yeah. that's that's when it's like, nah. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't I mean, mind confidence, and, and I have done things in my life where I had to take steps back and forth. So I can understand being like, oh, man, I was trying to never do this again. But that's life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's what's real. 
I didn't think about it with her is that she really don't deserve that arrogant and cockiness because, mm-hmm. again, nobody has really heard, heard her sing in, in many years. And, and, and again, like, like you said, she has a new song that just came out. But I want to see her as an artist perform. Like, when you start performing, get people to vibe with you like that and people to love your music again, then you can kind of have that arrogance and cocky right now. Right now, baby, you got training wheels on. You got to restart this ride all over again. Slow, slow that down, baby. I agree. And now going to the choreography thing, again. You ain't I mean, coming with nothing. Yeah. You chilling. Listen, like, seriously, there was that one-two step. Shoulder back, <laughs> and let's just walk with it. Walk right and, and roll. It's just like, come on. Like, if you're a diva, you were like, no, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do my best. Even when she did the performance, it was just kind of like. Well, let's, well, let's, let's back up. Uh, so when she goes to do soundtrack with her manager, Corey Taylor, who was also the manager on SWV's recent reality show, who they fired. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everybody needs a job. Yeah, well, <laughs> all right. And so they're at soundcheck. And she noticed that the mic has a chord, and she was like, "I don't do co- I don't do chords. That's old school." Diva. Um, and then he and then Corey told her that you're not gonna get what you're used to getting. Now this is now this is my problem where I'm on I'm Team Eva. As a manager, you are supposed to find all those things out before. Now, mind you, yes, she may hasn't been. She, well, actually, she's ne- really never been a, a solo artist because after 702 broke up, she, her, I think I don't think her deal. So she's not really a solo artist yet. Mm. But she does have, she has a name. And the manager, Corey, should have had all those things ready so that when they get to the, to the, um, to the, to the, the to the venue, she should be well aware that, number one, you're going to be singing uh, with the mic that has a chord. The acoustics are not a certain way. Like the manager, Corey should have let her know all those things before they got to the venue. But I will say this too. It just seemed like, I don't know, if I'm doing, uh, I would imagine if I'm doing a charity event, unless, you know, with the way it came through her choreographer, dancer, (laughs) I I, I think that she should have been a little bit Mm forgiving-ish. I mean, Having a chorus shouldn't have moved it that much. I mean, from the looks of it, it looked like uh, Corey was handling the the levels and all that stuff, and that was probably more ridiculous than it should have been. Yeah. I don't think he should have been the person there. There should have been somebody. But that goes to however that certain um, charity event was set up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can understand her having a, 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 a way about thinking about it, but, I mean, that's just the buckled up and... You know, top your shoestrings and let's get it. Type Again, situation. Which, uh, what you call it? It is a charity event that you're doing for your friend. friend. It is in Atlanta, Georgia. How many sponsors do you really think she has? How big is her charity? First of all, and what type of quality that you think you're going to have? Look at the venue. You're not going to get a list quality, not even. And for her to even act like that, you should be glad that somebody actually gave you an opportunity to actually come up, sing for people. So you kind of sort of got like a, she hadn't been performing. So exactly. it's like, you better get your practice off. You kind of sort of got a crowd, maybe 150, 200 people. Okay, cool. I'm thankful for the opportunity. And again, she did a free show because she probably she didn't get paid. It's a charity event. And it's like, okay, well, sing your song, girl. <laughs> <laughs> sing your song. Um, <laughs> well, in the previews, um, in the previews after last week's episode, TV One again gave this this big illusion that when she's performing, 
It was this big, this, it was this big deal. She's singing where my girl's at, and then she puts the mic out, and then the divas are sitting there looking like there's you, you, you hear nothing but crickets. Mm. And damn TV one, so we it, watch it. It's the editors. Yeah. Um, Why are y'all doing that? It makes no sense. Yeah, it really it it does not. Um, but the show went. The, it was great. She um, they only showed her performing uh, where right. my girls. Yeah, I thought she could have sang better. I wasn't talking about vocally, but I'm just saying as far as the an overall performance, the crowd was in it. Um, she, they were singing back. They were singing back. Um, the audience feedback. The she was even like, you know, where my divas at? The divas were singing. Yeah. So for me, it felt like an overall great performance. Now, vocally, you think it's just okay? I thought it was cool. I mean, like there wasn't nothing. But I, like I said, for her, for that's exactly why it was like a practice show. I don't think people were expecting much, and it, like I said, with the uh, the crowd participation, that's dope. That you could, she can feel that the people respond and still connect with her and everything she's done. But I mean, that wasn't like I don't know why she was with her choreographer. She could have just just showed up. It was exactly. and, and the stage was so small. Yeah, it was I'm like, like <laughs> it was like middle step step point. Step, step, point. Did, I mean, you know? but this is my thing. For her to really make that big fuss about, oh, you know, turn turn the turn the highs up, and you know, I need a cordless mic. <laughs> you would think that she would have went out there and really sing like Jackson, ten years ago, like mm-hmm. you know, when she was really singing in the group and she really performing and everybody really loving it. But she just kind of seemed like, okay, let me get a mic, and I'm not enthused about it. But it's like any opportunity that you have, you're supposed to take advantage of it and, you know, sing your like, at least 90% of your best. Yeah, like Kiki said, you know, they 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 could hear that the that the surround, that the, the sound was not so great. But Kiki was like, you got to go out there and you have to do what you have to do. It was either Kiki or Selena. Um, I mean, you know, again, the cordless mic, it was, you know, that, that was a big deal. But as far as like sound and levels and things like that, that is important. But, you know, if you could sing, just go out there and sing. Just so, go out and just, you know. she, she could she, she could have practiced her choreography with that cord in her hand and just whip it back. And she's like, what? yeah, I got roll. that. Yeah. Roll. Hey, roll. <laughs> uh, let's, let's go to news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. Okay, so ironically, Alfred and I, we were talking about uh, R&B. We were talking about Hollywood divas on our way here to to the Afterbus set, and there's some people that we know. So there's this thing called there's a show called Hollywood Divas that I, apparently they're taping right now. And Todd Tucker, who is now the husband of Candy Burris from Atlanta the Housewives, he's actually producing the show. And the the women who are on Hollywood Divas is Golden Brooks from Girlfriends, Countess Vaughn from The Parkers. And Elise Neal, my friend from the Hewleys, and Paula J. Parker from uh, The Hustler and Friday, my favorite part, where she was like, you remember the part Friday? She was like, you ain't got the lie, Craig. You ain't got the lie, Craig. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, she, she did it on that part. So anyway, apparently they were, they were filming, and then Nikki Gilbert, um, Nikki Gilbert, who is the co-creator and executive producer of the R&B Divas franchise, she's planning to sue TV One Network for a breach of contract, fraudulent and, mis- and misrepresentation, and a slew of other citations mm-hmm. because she believes that Hollywood Divas concept is much similar to the concept of her show that she created, which is R&B Divas. And Gilbert's, uh, Gilbert's production company... Ania uh, uh, Nogo Entertainment released a statement announcing that the producer plans to take the network and Think Factory uh, Media into court and file a lawsuit against them on today, May 15th. What are your thoughts on that? Man, there's so many reality TV shows being done right now. I don't think I don't think that's valid. 
I mean, again, it's like that course has been beaten over and over again. But it's all actors. Yeah. It's not people who are actually in the music industry who's trying to rejuvenate the career as of both Army Divas that you see, Atlanta and L.A. It's just like, okay, well, if you, if you can say that, you might as well say they copy Love and Hip Hop yeah. Atlanta. It just, they're just they're Love and Hip Hop Atlanta is a little more ratchet. And it's like, oh, now they more classy women. But again, it's the same concept that goes round and round in reality TV. I'm going to disagree with you both, Larice and Alfred. I'm disagreeing with you too because it's one thing if the show had a different name and it had a little more spin to it. But I'm sorry, this is a straight ripoff. So rather than have R&B diva singers, now you're going to do Hollywood actresses and you're going to call it Hollywood divas. I think Todd's production should have been a little more creative in how they wanted to make the show their own. So I think Nikki has a valid point and she should, I, I don't think that the show should stop. She needs to, she needs to be a part of the production as far as an EP so she can get her check. Uh, first of all, if she did not patent the name Divas, uh, first of all, that name could be putting on anything. And in fact, I mean, just being real about the whole situation, again, it's a reality TV show. She don't own the name Divas, and you got to kind of look at all the other shows out there. But it's also on TV One. I mean, it's R&B Divas, Hollywood Divas, all on the same network. I mean, I just... They're just trying to keep up with the same type. Uh, you got to also look at it. It's the same type of cr- crowd, same type of quality. It's Burger and, and King, McDonald's. Exactly. Nikki Gilbert, I'm on your side. Nope. Nope. <laughs> well, how well, Homer Simpson said, trying to eat oh. off other people's table. <laughs> nope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's go on the predictions. Oh, snap. She ain't going to win that. And now, you're after Buzz what TV. Is <laughs> well... So for next week's episode, um, Angie Stone's fiance Ashanti is throwing Angie a birthday party, and he wants to have the divas come sing. Angie think that's maybe not a good idea because they never listen to her when she comes to them about bringing them together to sing. What? What is the whole show about? The, the whole <laughs> show they're gonna do together? Whether it's, whether it's her birthday party or the show that they're typically trying to put together. See, here's go Angie Stone. She didn't create it. She don't want no part of it. <laughs> Come on, Angie. You're killing me here. Well, they... They, um... Sorry, I was... That's okay, the, the Clippers are losing. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I had to go there. Go Heat! So, um, we chilling. So... The party is the the party's in full effect, we see. And Angie calls out Latavia to come up and sing. Out of pocket, Angie. You already know how that woman is, she is having problems. She had a whole discussion. And she calls her out. Out of place, but we'll we'll see. It's about to be drama. Yeah, totally. Hey, I, I mean, the, this episode is actually pretty good. Nobody really got into it. Mm-hmm. Like next week is really gonna be like it's gonna be an issue. And I think I'm all the divas gonna have an issue with Angie. Let's, no, my my prediction mm, is that Latavia <laughs> is gonna be ousted for not being a a, a real singer. I mean, there's gonna be there's only so many times you can say no. I'm like, I mean, you I said agree. no. For the acting class, you should have been practicing. So by the time the other thing came up, you could eventually say yes. I agree with that. You can I, only say no so many times. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Latavia. I like, it's on record. Hashtag sad face. Hashtag practice. Hashtag. Hashtag. lessons. All right, let's. Um, <laughs> we're no gonna, more acting class. We're <laughs> going to wrap up. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode here on After Buzz TV for R&B Diva Season 3 Atlanta. 
I'm Bam Erickson. You can find me on social media at Bam Erickson. Alfred Nolan Thomas, the second. You can find me at All Eyes on Black. And you can find Larice Peoples at True Peoples, T-R-U-P-E-O-P-L-E-S. Thank you guys for watching. See you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Let's see that. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.